Hey everybody, it's Brendan with Evoke Bike. We're back with episode six of Cat Four Questions. And what we're gonna do is an email, uh, yeah, an email. An athlete emailed me after a VO2 max block, had some good questions and brought some good points. So really this whole episode is gonna be about struggling with VO2 max. And then at the end, we're gonna take a look at some considerations of maybe why you're failing. Is it okay that you're failing? Um, what's going on? And so really to preface it, you know, VO2 max workouts are incredibly difficult and it's one of those things where you need to have the mental fortitude to go out and try to train as hard as the hardest parts of a bike race are going to be. So, I mean, it goes without saying, if you haven't slept well, if there's a ton of life stress going on, if you worked just 14 hours a day, you know, you might be a little off and you're not going to hit a PR, you might not knock it out of the park, you might not finish all of the intervals. But let's start to take a look. I'm going to, I posed about six questions here and then we're going to go through his email, my response, and then we're going to wrap it up and we're going to take a look at some of the training calendar so you get a bigger picture of what's going on so that the next time you're in maybe the third week in failing, you have a better sense of what's happening and how do you tweak things from there after your rest week. So easiest question to start with, why can't you go hard? Um, are you actually failing? We're going to look at a couple workouts where he thought he failed, but he did pretty well. Um, do you periodize VO2 max blocks? So we're always talking about progression. And the question I want to ask you is, is the progression in a VO2 max block always going to be intensity based? So in the calendar that I'll show you, there's a variety of VO2 max workouts. One question you could say is, hey, well, why don't you just do a full block of, let's say, five by fives or a full block of six by fours? Um, wouldn't it be easier to gauge improvement that way? We'll talk about that. Um, you know, when you have your PD curve and you can see where your mean maximal power MMP is below that. Those are going to be normalized residuals that WKO will have you test at certain times, but I you, you can also uh, use those to create your interval durations. The converse question would be, well, what about doing a bump where you're already better than the PD curve? Would you ever focus on that? We'll talk about that. Um, he brings up anaerobic uh, power in relation to a VO2 max effort. We're going to take a look at how much is anaerobic versus aerobic. And then the great question of micro versus extended, like classic three to eight minute durations. Um, your maximal aerobic power matters. So we'll talk about that. And then I'm going to add this portion to the blog from a couple months ago that looks at a couple intervals you can do for VO2 max. So athlete triple X said that was, I just realized, yeah, it didn't look good. Brendan, a couple of thoughts, questions about this last block. Let me first start off by saying that I haven't done very much VO2 max work this year, almost nothing structured. So maybe some of this is just that I'm not very good at right now, which is okay. So I knew this going into the block that he hadn't done a ton, which is one reason why we were doing it. Like I wanted to see how hard he actually could go, how hard would he put himself through everything. Um, but this is awesome that he understands that it takes time to get good at this and getting good at it doesn't mean it gets easier. Getting good at it means your execution becomes better. VO2 max work though is always going to be hard. 
you are asking yourself to create enough stimulus that you get faster at the hardest part of cycling to get faster at. So, you know, it takes time to not only physically, but mentally get there to grind through some of these. I feel like I was really struggling with repeated VO2 efforts and my power over the sets was dropping dramatically. That's mostly that he just hasn't done a ton of it. He doesn't have the depth, the repeatability yet. So I felt, um, and they seem more difficult than they should be. Now, sometimes, you know, your power over a five by five, they're probably going to decrease. You might, you're going to be full gas for the first two and the last three you know, you don't want to be having ridiculous drops where you're riding at like sweet spot, but if the if you're still in the zone, that's fine. The thing is, I don't really preface with athletes like, hey, your power might drop because then when things get really hard, they're going to say, oh, Brendan said my power is going to drop. It's okay. Try to keep it as high as possible. You know, you're going to have some of those days where you are like, I'm crushing. That's great. You're going to destroy the workout. But I still want you to grit your teeth and go full send. So I don't want you to have in your mind like, it it almost gives you that out if you already tell yourself that my power is going to decrease. Don't go in with that mindset. With these types of repeats, is it difficult later in the set? Is the difficulty later in the set more a function of poor high power aerobic production or poor anaerobic capacity? I ask this because it seems as if the power generation later in the sets would be largely aerobically focused. True, because three to five minutes isn't really enough time for lactate levels to come down and the anaerobic system to fully regenerate. Well, you know, we're using lactate to ride and we're producing lactate even below uh, anaerobic capacity. So when we don't really know, that's the problem that they talk about with like the DFRC charts we don't know how fast the anaerobic battery recharges in everybody to the exact T, but more to the point, like I'll bring up this chart. When we look at a five minute interval for this guy, 77% is aerobic. When he's down to three minutes, he's still 66% aerobic. You really only go and have these around a minute in duration. So I, it's, it's going to be aerobic. I don't think that 20% to, you know, 30% anaerobic contribution is something that's going to need to be recharged enough, but he's talking about a short rest interval where it's going to be harder if you haven't done these. And this is the interval where it's four sets of three by three. This doesn't look super hard, 115 to 125%. You're like, I can do three minutes of that. It's only a minute recovery in between though, and then five minutes between the sets. It's the third and fourth set that are hard. So you're expanding your capacity. Um, he just hasn't done a ton of it and isn't as aerobically fit. So they, they're just, they're tough. Um, but again, I'm not gonna tell him, hey, this is, your, your power's gonna drop off because we wanna get to the point where he's, you know, maybe struggling to do the fourth set and not the third set. Um, another thing that you'll notice in the training calendar that you would probably ask a question of is saying, hey, well, this guy's doing four hour rides, like 500 TSS on the weekend. Why would you have him ride that much on the weekend if he's struggling with VO2 max? Well, right now we're really trying to get him more aerobically fit and there's no doubt that the long aerobic rides on the weekends help that. If the VO2 max was, if he had, 
if you had a race coming up or we really needed more intensity and this was like the maybe the third time we're going through a block and it was like we're trying to squeeze out the last few percentages then i wouldn't have him ride as much because i want all the energy going into vo2 max and we would say hey just do three hour rides let's say but for the big picture of this athlete he's going to get more long-term benefit from doing the weekend rides and coming in and doing the VO2 max to his best effort. So we're setting benchmarks and he's getting the mental, you know, uh, he's learning how to mentally think about these. So the other thing too, was he always felt recovered for the sessions and I, and through emails after this, he was like, I always felt ready to go. Um, it's just really hard. <laughs> so, which is very true. I'm trying to determine what my actual weakness is with these types of repeats and what I should be focusing on. Do you find a significant drop in power with other athletes as the sets increase? We kind of already talked about that. Um, on a positive note, I noticed my endurance was increasing for long rides. Both rides I did, I felt great all the way at the end of the ride and the rate of perceived exertion was much better than previous. Presently surprised how good I felt, especially since I was kind of tired coming into the weekend and thought I'd struggle with them. So I explained to him the aerobic contributions of the VO2 max workouts and even on a shorter one at three minutes, you're still 66% aerobic. The other thing that he can do, and I'll give a plug for AeroFit here. Um, and I actually looked this up. The code is Hausler10. AeroFit has helped me so much with FTP and VO2 max work, not only in understanding how to control my breathing better when things get really hard, but breathing deeper. I don't think I was fully breathing before, um, which sounds insane, but if you don't work on your breathing, I don't think you're going to know, uh, what it truly means. So I'm really grateful for AeroFit. That thing is awesome. I do it. It's hard when you're tired, it's harder. So if I do long weekend rides, I sometimes just don't have the energy to do it, but I do try to do it at least four to five times during the week. So let's look at these workouts seven. So, you know, he's kind of like, man, I wasn't doing so hot. And the first two weeks, so again, let's answer the question. I gave him four different ones, five by fives, the max aerobic short rest that I showed you, an eight by three, and then a micro pyramid. And this was just to see like, how does this guy do with short efforts over and over and over again? Um, the first one, it was a hundred degrees out. So he learned on that one, man, it's pretty hard to do max aerobic when it's 100 degrees. Um, it's almost impossible to do five. Sorry, I shouldn't say impossible. Most athletes will not be able to do five by fives when it's 100 and extremely humid. Um, what he did, though, was he was smart. And he was like, you know what? He did two minute efforts and he did as much as he could in short bursts to try and get some time and quality of VO2 max. Is it as good as doing five full minutes? No, but he got something out of it. But more importantly, he learned, okay, I need to go earlier. I need to go way later. Um, most people, people that are working, etc., they can't go ride at seven. They have families and whatnot. So guess what? You get up at four, you're on your bike at five and you're back at work at 745. Number uh, or 716, this was the short rest. So I explained to him the fade happened because it's just something he hasn't trained all year. He hasn't done VO2 max much, let alone with short rest. I was curious, you know, how does he do with straight watts? How does he do with less watts, but less rest? 
So then he came back in super motivated. He had something for work and shifted these. So I was like, oh man, he got back to back two days. Eight by threes, crushed it. Then came back and did the max aerobic pyramid and crushed that. So two solid, solid days. And now we're gonna go into the third week, but I wanna highlight here, look, he's got almost 500 TSS on the first weekend and then over 500 TSS on the second weekend. And it's solid endurance TSS. It's not sprinting and coasting, it's riding and pedaling the bike. He did a really, really good job. Um, now, the third week was just more than he could handle. And we learned a good lesson. He came out in the six by four, just didn't go well. Rode easy endurance, 65%, saving it for the next day. And these are hard starts where you full gas it and kind of still hang on as long as possible for three minutes. Very much like when you're racing and following a move, it's not like you only VO2 max. You, you know, have to catch the wheel and then still smash it. Or if you're racing with people that are better than you, um, when they're only VO2 maxing, you're anaerobic and trying to hang on for dear life. It's a great simulation for that. You just didn't have it. Um, and that's okay. If you're in the third week, it's tough. And Tim Cusick talks about how most of the stimulus from workouts in a block have in the first six to eight workouts. You know, he had two hard workouts. Um, sure, the first one fumbled a little bit. The second one he couldn't finish, but still got good time for someone new to VO2 max work this season. Crushed the weekend, came back, smashed two VO2 max workouts, crushed the weekend. I mean, that's, I count that as like six units of hard work, but really it's eight rides. Um, and then he was just tired. And I don't even think he needed to start the rest week that week because we learned more that it wasn't just a one-off missed day on Tuesday. Thursday just wasn't great execution either. We could have, knowing that we could do with him since he's new to this, two on, one off, and then come back with something else and do the VO2 max block shorter. Um, but I still think, you know, he still rode one, four, five and a half hours there and then nine there. So you're getting a 14 hour week, even of endurance with two effort attempts, that's fine before the rest week. Then rest and come back and be ready to crush it. So it kind of gave him a little bit extra recovery. Now, do you periodize, let's ask some of these questions now. You know, do you periodize the hard stuff first or, you know, how do you show progress through the block? And this is what I would question with, a, with an FTP block. I think it's always great to increase the duration um, at, to, to a certain extent when you can just always be banging out 15, 20 minute intervals, you need to be increasing the watts. But if you take the watts and you increase duration over three weeks, you're going to have a good third week usually as long as you come and rest it. With VO2 max, by the third week, I'm like, my eyes have popped out of my skull for two weeks. I'm getting pretty tired. The quality is not there. So what you could do is have the first week the hardest. Have the highest intensity. Do the ones that you find really difficult. And then have maybe like two, three-hour rides on the weekends. Then the next week, you're still trying to go the high intensity. But if you can't reach as high... That's okay, still get really good time in zone and then ride a little bit longer on the weekends. So that as the intensity naturally decreases because VO2 max is just really hard, increase the volume that you're riding and then see what you can do in the third week. 
um, on the last weekend, ride the longest before your rest week. Now, don't go ride so that you're so shattered um, that you don't absorb any of that training and that you go into the rest week just messed up. But it's okay to be tired on Monday morning. Um, that's part of training. And so eat right, sleep right. But I would say that you can sometimes flip it. The intensity doesn't have to progress. Um get the highest quality work because that's one of the biggest themes I think over the past two years in cycling is make sure that the hard is really hard and that the easy is easy enough. So why wouldn't you just do with this guy block a five by five? We kind of talked about that already. I just want to get a sense of what he's naturally good at versus not good at. And, you know, is there a way, what can we learn from this block? Um, if you're more experienced with this and you say, Hey, if there's an event specific five minute climb, like I always refer back to Fort McClellan's, that's when I did five by fives for like, you know, two blocks and got ready for that climb and did really well. That was the only feature on the course. Um, but I don't know necessarily that everyone's going to do well with that. And you need to know yourself because if you did five by five for three weeks, to me, that sounds pretty boring. Um, you might see some improvement though in the number of them that you can do and that's not boring. So as long as you can stomach doing the same interval on Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, um, you might be able to see some improvement. But the thing with that is if you did five by five, if you did like we did here and you did different ones, you're still training the same physiological system. It's not like you're going to do a race where they say, okay, everybody, here's the five minute interval. Um, because even at Fort McClellan, looking back in retrospect, like it was people drilling it to the climb and then a five minute interval. So I would have probably even benefited from doing like some four minute intervals and then four minutes all out at VO2 max, even though the wattage would be lower. It's not like I was setting PRs at Fort McClellan on lap four which is the same as training. You don't have to be setting PRs. You want to mimic what the training actually, or what the race is actually going to be like. So, you know, you just got to see what's going to be the best way for you to do this. Would you ever select the power off of a dip or a bump in the PD curve? So this is referring to like when your MMP is below or above the PD curve. Yeah, totally. Use those durations to number one, see if it's a weakness or number two, strength and strength. If you're really good at four minute efforts, maybe there's a reason for you to try and get even better at them. Um, so let's ask the question, why can't you go hard based off what we learned from this guy's training? Number one, you may just not have done enough VO2 max work before and you're not used to how hard it is. Remember, VO2 max work is literally asking yourself, to mimic what a bike race is gonna be like. So if you go out and you know those rides when you're like, this dude is so strong and you're trying to hang, now you need to take that and do it by yourself on Tuesday morning when no one's there and it's just you and the bike in the open road. It's really hard, you need to focus, you need to be like ready to rip it. Number two, it might just be hot. I think we all forget, um, especially now when I live in the South, I talked to Wally about this, like, May comes around, late May comes around, June comes around, and people don't have the watch. I'm like, what's going on? A lot of times it's the heat. Once it gets over 83, 84, the watts go down. Uh, humidity plays a huge factor. So look at the environment, what's going on there. 
Number three, are you resting enough? You know, if you're doing two hard workouts and then you're going to do two group rides, Monday comes, you do a quick uh, recovery ride, you might not be ready to go again on Tuesday. So the theme has been make sure the hard is super hard and the easy is easy enough. Four, strength. Uh, Lifting has helped me immensely. It's really an anecdotal thing. You know, I'm not taking muscle biopsies or kinetic testing or whatever it would be. But it feels like when the muscles start getting tired in like a five-minute effort, it's almost like you can re-engage or activate other muscles. I use my glutes more. It feels like the hamstrings, I'm pulling more. Lifting has just totally changed my game. And foot strength, I don't, I haven't heard anybody talk about foot strength in cycling. But deadlifting, barefoot, the foot strength that I've gotten out of that, feeling like grounded and stuck to the ground, even when I walk around barefoot, is crazy. Go do it for six months and let me know how you feel after. It is game changing. Um, And lastly, if you're a trained athlete, Okay, the new, let me start over. The new athlete is going to have a harder time because they're just not used to VO2 max and how hard it is. The trained athlete knows the mental side, but physically you might be getting to the top of where you really are. You have to grit your teeth even more because you're trying to get that last percentage out to get better. Um, We're not, most of us aren't training 20 hours a week. We don't just sit around and recover all day. And if that's not you, there's a good chance you can still improve but you really got to suffer. It's really, really tough. So hopefully in looking through all this, now you have a better coping strategy for when things kind of feel like the the wheels are coming off the bus. Um, And just to make sure we looked at why you can't go hard, how you could periodize the hard stuff first, and you'd still be progressing with hours, um, total hours of riding, but you're getting really quality high intense sessions in first. Um, the benefits of doing a variety or the benefits of doing a full block of the same uh, type of VO2 max workout. And then we looked at the anaerobic contributions. Oh, and micro versus extended duration real quickly. Um, I was listening to that triathlon podcast and they were talking about how both versions will improve your VO2 max, but your maximal aerobic power will increase more when you do classic style, three to eight minute duration ones. And that's because you need to keep the pedaling continuous. They go into it in more detail, but that's, I've always, I don't do micro bursts that often. I give them to cross riders sometimes, but really it just doesn't seem very realistic to me. While you might get some physiological adaptation, learn to go hard for three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. It's super important in cycling bike racing, Grand Fondos, Criteriums, gravel racing, every single type of biking. Maybe maybe not a track race that's super short, but they're probably not doing micros either. So I still lean towards that. Um, that's it. Hit me up with your Cat 4 questions. And these aren't really Cat 4 questions anymore. These are getting really good. So we're not going to change the title because I like it, but... Um, shoot me the questions Brendan at Evoke Bike check out our blog please share it with one person and I'm putting in some links here if you shop on Amazon you click the button it just we get a couple pennies from your very next purchase if you buy something then so before you go shopping click our link it would help us out and we appreciate you thanks see you later have a great week